0: Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of the Game Podger Unfocused Podcast. My I am your host, Scott, and with me as always is Hilka. How are you today, Hilka?
1: I'm doing very good, aside from the old knee injury that I got earlier this week. But hey, it's a knee that's been giving me issues in the past. So it was not unexpected, I guess. It was more unfortunate than unexpected. Uh, Unlike you, it is cold where i am now it dropped like 10 degrees in the past week and a half <laughs> you're hitting summer over there eh
0: yeah i've already got the because i'm up in the my office at the moment i've just got a fan going hopefully it doesn't come through um but once i once we finish this yeah, i've got the aircon going in the lounge room so once we do this um yeah i'll be uh, relaxing in the lounge room in the aircon.
1: Be interesting to see how it goes once you hit second summer. Oh, it'll be
0: it'll end I dare say it'll end up be where I'll have to get the spare mattress and push it down into this to the lounge room. To be able to sleep at night.
1: Yeah. I've uh I've been there. Not in like over east where you are, but I've been to Perth in like November and December and Yikes. Mike my- My condolences.
0: Yeah, well, I'm up here in in southern Queensland, so it 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 gets warm, let me show you. All right, Um, let's go ahead and talk about what we played um, during, during our last episode. All right. So from the last discussion we had um, in regards to sort of uh, the I, I the the new iPhones that are coming out with the gaming focus that they sort of pushed along, um, I actually went ahead and bought myself one of these uh, Backbone. Uh, well, it's it's actually a Backbone Android controller, uh, but now it's got USB C, and now the latest um, iPhone has USB C. Uh, that's the one I. Basically, the only one I'm able to use. Uh, but at least with this, it should be the only one I should ever need. Moving forward, any continual um, any continual um, device, any new phones that I get uh, will we'll have the same ports. So I won't need to tra- basically transition to a new controller. That's good. Um, yeah. Um, getting it set up though oh boy that that is a bit of a struggle if you don't okay so what it is is that effectively this controller uh only out of the box the one I got only worked with Android now they did release a firmware update uh and then the the ones the new ones that are coming out basically on short stells or or their their website uh they do have the latest firmware so you'll be able to use that with the latest iPhones um, but if you don't have, if it's not updated, you have to, you'll have to update it. And the only way you can officially update it is with an Android device. What? Uh, yeah, yeah. And I'm in that situation where the closest people that I have, what well, near me, only have iPhones. So it was um. It was a it was a bit of a pain trying to get this through. What I ended up having to do was ending up having to put run a virtual machine on my Windows PC, somehow get Android working on that, then Android then install the backbone um like application which will then update the firmware, but it doesn't let, it, it doesn't Automatically update the firmware. You have to wait for it to do that So I couldn't just push the button go right update firmware. I had to wait for a long while before it actually clicked um, So yeah, that was that was not fun uh, If you are ended up, I will say if you're gonna get this particular backbone control for Android for your new iPhone Be aware you will need an Android device or muck around quite a bit We're getting a virtual machine running on your, um, on your PC.
1: See what you got to do next time, something like this happens, just casually buy a plane ticket and fly over to my house over the Mm. course of. I'm going to take a shot in the dark and say about 24 hours Um and i have an android phone (laughs) i could just casually do that for you if you're willing to spend two thousand dollars like probably
0: nowadays (laughs) i mean i spent like 125 125 bucks on the um on the actual uh controller itself you know what's another two, two grand to um get it updated yeah exactly you know what the worst thing was though I actually ended up because you have to obviously you have to connect it to the PC and the PC recognizes it as a controller. So you can actually, without updating a firmware or anything, you can plug it into your PC because uh, it's actually got a um, USB-C port on the bottom. It's supposed to act like a pass through. So you can basically have your controller um, use the controller while basically being plugged in for power. But you can also use that to connect into like a Windows computer um, and it recognizes it as a controller. But it, they don't have a... You can't update the firmware through Windows itself. You have to do it through Android. That
1: seems like a weird oversight. Like, it... Just... I say just make a, a Windows app for it. Obviously, I am not a programmer. I have no concept of how difficult that would actually be. But like, it it really seems like the kind of thing that you would have to think about to avoid situations exactly like this where you're like, okay, well, I, I want to get this firmware that you have released, but I don't have an Android phone. Oops. Sucks to be me, I guess. Uh.
0: Um, And then once I, the trouble didn't stop there because once I actually was able to end up getting it on working on the iPhone, you have to install the uh, the Backbone app on the iPhone, and you have to register that, and you have to register that with a mobile phone number, which I you can't actually just you can't go through with it with the app until you actually basically register your mobile phone number. It is disgusting. Why? Why would you? Why would you need to do that? Oh, I. It's, it is very, uh, you, you hear these things about, you know, um, sort of the CD side with, you know, mobile phone gaming, you know, um, yeah, basically with microtransactions, loot boxes, that sort of thing. And this, basically this controller, you can get a yearly subscription for $60 Australian. And what that effectively does, it allows you to get on their app so you can go through all their sort of uh, pre-programmed games like, you know, um, like Xbox cloud gaming and playstation and that and basically unlock some of the functions on the controller so you have like a screenshot button uh it'll work with the iphone but if you hold it in uh it won't actually like do uh like a video recording which you if you register up with this app it, you 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 do have a year free trial um but yeah after that you they just want you to pay they want you to pay sixty dollars for a piece of software for a controller.
1: I'm eagerly anticipating the hearing about the positives of buying this controller because so far, all of this sounds like a massive pain in the butt and a complete waste of time. (laughs)
0: Look, at the end of the day, I I did sign up for the free trial, but actually ended up canceling that it. And when you cancel it, it still allows you to basically have it for the full year. Uh, but the controller itself is fine. I mean, it's it's effectively sort of a your basic Xbox style. They do have a um, they do have a black version here that I've got, and then you've also got a white one, which sort of mimics the it's it's a PlayStation one. They're both there's no like internal difference. Like it works for all the games, but just the white one does have like have the PlayStation button. so it's more geared towards okay, if you need to memorize the actual PlayStation buttons layout, you know, it's it's handy to have. But the control of solid is fine. Um, yeah, you know, it's just basically something. You know, if I I don't actually getting it now, you realise I don't actually have many games um, that actually really do work with it. Uh, but it's more so, you know, if I do, and if there may be a game in the future. I, you know, I at least have that. Um, it's also one of those ones you sort of uh, it stretches out. You plop your phone into into it, and then you squeeze it back in. The only issue is that with the back end, because the camera setup on my phone, the the bottom camera is always hitting the back, um, so it's always like it's always pressed up a little bit. Apparently, it's not really an issue because the back the back glass, um, on the actual camera is like a sort of like a sapphire, um, so it's like a much harder material than what it is in your standard phone, uh, but it's still Bit weird. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd just give my initial thoughts on the controller, just basically what my experience was with getting the bloody thing set up.
1: Yeah, good and lord.
0: With the, oh, God. Um, I don't know if I could honestly go ahead and say, rush out and buy this. Um, basically, do a bit more research, see if it might be up to you. Uh, if you do have an iPhone with the 15s, uh, if you have, if it the Austin has the latest firmware. Make sure you have someone who does have an Android phone.
1: Yeah. Uh, but how would you like. Consider the, the build quality of it. Like is it. Because if you compare it to something like a, a DualSense. Or whatever the Xbox one is called. Like does it feel sturdy? Does it feel solid? Does it have a good weight to it? Like what how would you rate actually using it
0: i mean it's not cheap plastic but it is plastic um the the joysticks themselves they're about a small it's like using joy-con joysticks um so yeah uh but it builds so it, it doesn't feel like it's just gonna it's not overly flimsy like it's just going to snap uh, but you could if you put some pressure into it you probably could snap it because is basically like two handles up against a thin back
1: So you could theoretically accidentally break it if you like sat down on your backpack where it was in.
0: Yeah, this is more so. You really do not want to be casual. I would say you do not want to be casually just placing this into your backpack uh, with it attached. It's more so you have to sort of make sure always unattached. And that when you're actually using it for gaming, then you attach it. And of course, if you. Yeah, if you're using it with a case, it doesn't work. Depending on the case, you have to get a really thin case to um actually get it to get in. Because my the one that I've got the um the, the fine woven the one from Apple, yeah, won't fit into it.
1: Good things to keep in mind for this. Admittedly, like it is nice that the co- that computers do recognize it as a controller. Because like if if you take off the thing that actually attaches to the phone. Does it just function as a normal like controller you can use for like Steam games,
0: for instance? Exactly. Exactly. You can actually use it with like Windows, Android, uh, iPads, because the iPads have got um, USB C ports on your Macintosh computer. Um, so basically you got sort of like you've got you sort of got the plug in to actually connect up to your phone. And then you've got a um, on the bottom, you've got a like a um, sort of a import. And as I said before, you can plug that in to make sure you're charging it while you're playing. But You can also use that to effectively connect up to a Windows or a Mac or a iPad and use it as a controller. It's a bit awkward because a bit awkward because you have you basically got this like open space in the middle um, that's got nothing in there. But I mean, it, it works. I wouldn't know why you'd want to particularly do that. But you can.
1: You know, if like <laughs> you've got, I don't know, if you're setting up to play video games with your friend later in the evening and you suddenly discover that your Xbox controller has has broken, it works in a pinch. It has that amount of flexibility is I think the word I'm trying to think of, where it's not just like single purpose built
0: can use it as a controller it'd just be you would you would honestly you'd have so many more opportunities so many more options in the household you would have to be every controller would have to be dead and you do not have a for some reason like even then like if you say like your battery's dying on your controller well you just plug it in yeah with, with the same cable
1: yeah i mean even if i look around my house right now house my apartment uh I've got the the PlayStation 4 controller I use for my PC. I've got the PlayStation 4 controller I use for my PlayStation 4. I've got the Xbox Series X controller that I could theoretically set up. And I've got my Nintendo Switch Pro controller, which I have used for my PC in the past. Although it is the most finicky one that I've used, I believe, just because like setting it up with Steam is...
0: A little weird, if memory serves.
1: It's been a while.
0: No, I I had the same same situation because I got my I got my Sting hack. I can hook it up to my TV, and if I try and do it with the Switch controller, it'll be all right. But then all of a sudden, it'll just lose c- the connection. You have to try and manually put it in again. It's just not worth the hassle. I tell you what, I've got too many controllers. I've got two DualSense for the PlayStation Five. I got four Xbox controllers for the series control systems i've got four um pro controllers and i've got four sets of joy cons it is uh yeah it is a hassle i have to get like a this whole like octopus style charging brick thing to charge all of it every so often because the yeah the batteries they just just way down yeah <laughs> Ah. But yeah, that's, um yeah, Backbone Controller. Ah, but into actual games, you've been playing some Hi-Fi Rush. How's that been working out for you?
1: I have been playing Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush, it it released to a lot of fanfare. It was one of those games where it's like, we have announced it during the Xbox showcase. And it will be available on Game Pass as soon as the showcase finishes. And that was cool. I, I I do like it when they do that. I think that happened at the most recent Nintendo Direct as well. Um, those who those of you who listened to the Oops All Nintendo Direct special on End Focus a couple weeks ago will remember there was a lot going on in that Direct. So I don't exactly remember everything that happened in it. Um. But yeah, I have been playing some Hi-Fi Rush because because I, I I was curious about it. I do like rhythm games mostly, uh, and this being a rhythm action game with significant elements of like the the character action game, you know, Devil May Cry, Bayonetta type of games, really drew me. I uh, I don't know. It it's been a frustrating experience. And I wish it wasn't, because there's a lot of elements to it that I do genuinely like. Because I I'm I, I listen to a lot of music. I am quite a musical person. When I did band in my mandatory high school band classes, I did percussion. And in Hi-Fi Rush, one of the most important things is staying on beat. And that's like the, the thing I'm good at when it comes to music. But sort of the main problem I have with it is when everything lines up well, when you're on beat and you're doing the combos, it feels great. But in the many, many, many instances where that doesn't happen, it just it's just miserable. I think the 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 biggest problem that I have with the way the combat works and staying on beat in combat is one of the most important things in the game, in performing the combos properly, is a thing called beat hits. It's basically um, at the end of a combo, two circles will appear, one that's static and one that's like starts big and shrinks. And you have to press one of either of the attack buttons, it doesn't matter, to finish the combo with a beat hit when the two circles overlap. The problem is. You are not invincible while this thing is on screen, and it takes up a lot of, like, screen real estate. And also, it's not always possible to be moving while it's happening, depending on what combo led you into the beat hit. So I've had so many times where I'm, like, setting up to finish the combo with the beat hit, and then I'll just get hit by another enemy that I didn't see coming because there was so much stuff on the screen from this big circle that was happening. And that just like, that's one of the instances where like, okay, I got punished for something that I don't really feel like was my fault, you know? I'm playing the game as it's supposed to be played, and then I get interrupted by an enemy that I didn't really have much opportunity to do something about. Also, I don't like the protagonist very much. Oh yeah? Yeah. His name is Chai. Every, every character, almost every character, all the human characters are named after food. So you got Chai, uh. peppermint, macaron, mimosa, some that I didn't know. The main villain is named Kale because of course he is. Um, here's a side note. Um, so I'm Dutch, and we call kale. Wow, I almost I slipped into a Dutch accent there already. We call kale kol, farmers' cabbage. It was really funny, uh, like ten-ish years ago, probably at this point. Seeing like the American discovery of kale as a health food, and they put it in like smoothies and stuff, whereas we as Dutch people mostly know, kale is like, all right, well, we boil it and then we mash it into mashed potatoes with bacon and smoked sausage. <laughs> Not exactly the pinnacle of health the way we eat it. Although the way we eat it does taste a lot better when you're eat than putting it raw into a smoothie, which why why would you do that? Cooking it releases more of the nutrients. just cook it it's not very good but just make some stumples americans please love yourself anyway yeah so the main villain is kale and chai who is the protagonist i don't mind a protagonist that's a bit dorky you know who's like not entirely sure what's going on but chai is dorky to an extent that i question why he's the protagonist like he doesn't really understand what's going on or why he's doing most of the things he's doing. Mm. To the degree that, like, Peppermint, who is the, the main support character, she's this, like, hacker, and you can bring her in to do, like, ranged attacks sometimes. She actively seems to dislike him because he's such a moron. Like, there are specific instances in the game where she'll just, like, not tell him something because she's afraid it'll cause more problems by the way he's going to handle that thing. And like when most of the NPCs in the game have a disdain for the protagonist in that way, it kind of makes it hard to root for him, you know? I will admit I have not finished Hi-Fi Rush. I think I'm about halfway through. Maybe a little more, depending on playtime. I don't think I'm going to. The more mechanics it introduces and the more different enemy types it introduces, the busier combat sequences become. And at that point, there's like so much mental load and like visual information happening during a fight that it very easily, at least for me, Becomes possible to just get completely lost and forget what the combos are and not be able to dodge or parry properly anymore. And it, it, I have become genuinely angry at this game a couple times when I was playing it. And that to me is a good indication that I should probably stop. <laughs> Which is a pity because there's a lot of it that I like as well have you do you have a lot of experience with rhythm games
0: not really um i think probably one i've really played and beaten is uh elite beat agents oh
1: nice yeah uh, i
0: still i still remember, remember like the skater boy in that oh <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why that is a song that makes me think of it but, um that's a unique one of how it handles with the with the with the touch screen on the ds
1: yeah i never played it but i always wanted to because it looked really cool but it was one of those games that was kind of hard to find right mm. like with ghost tr- similar to ghost trick like it was very beloved but they just didn't make a lot of like cartridges for it if memory serves because it was a little niche they
0: thought okay
1: yeah I might be misremembering.
0: Well, hopefully, as as with Ghost Trick, hopefully it does get re released.
1: Yeah, but sort of the the main thing that I really like about this game is the visual design. Mm. Um, it's it's got a little hint of anime in it, and one thing that's really cool that helps you stay on beat is a lot of aspects of the environment will, like, pulsate with the beat. And that is simultaneously a good and a bad thing. It's good because it, like, livens up the world. It gives you a a really solid visual indicator of where the beat is at the moment. But it's also more things moving on the screen at the the same time. Which can be very distracting if you're somebody like me. Uh, but it's fun. It's funny you bring up um, "Skater Boy" in Elite Beat Agents because they do. There is some licensed music in the uh, in Hi-Fi Rush. Uh, it was like I was super on board with that because the first licensed song that plays like right as you start up the game is a song that's literally in my collection, uh, "Lonely Boy" by the Black Keys. Oh, okay and later during one of the boss fights there's like a a 9 inch nails song i believe ooh yeah so th- there is like th- the soundtrack both the licensed stuff and the original stuff is sort of that like garage rocky kind of in- like indie garage rock influenced a lot by the strokes kind of thing that i i'm super into that type of music and so that that was a lot of fun uh but yeah it the the highs are very high but the lows are low enough that they actively make me angry so it's probably best for my blood pressure that i stop playing
0: it <laughs> <laughs> well it's on game it was on game pass uh It's sort of, I think probably easier sort of um, mentally that you can, you can stop it because at least it's not something uh, that you've actively bought. Yeah, that's true.
1: That, that makes the, the barrier to entry a lot lower and does make it feel a lot better to have to drop it. It sucks to talk so net, sorry, not the game sucks. It sucks to talk so negatively about a game that I was quite looking forward to playing.
0: But this is what you gotta do. You gotta try you gotta try out the games.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Speaking of trying out games, I believe you played a demo.
0: Yes, I have. Um, I have played the recent really released Robocop Um Rogue City demo. Now I'll be I'll be up front. Um actually before we actually started this podcast, um, you actually pointed out that I had spelt um this incorrectly. I put and put in Robocop Rogue City rouge city demo
1: yes and i'm gonna reiterate what i said it's like one of the most common spelling mistakes i see don't beat yourself up about it it happens to literally everyone i believe it's even happened to me like
0: (laughs) so um this has been developed by taeon uh who i believe are also responsible for the there was a recent um terminator um game. Uh, yes. Terminator Resistance. Uh, came out uh yeah PS4 and Xbox One. I heard that one was pretty good, Terminator Resistance. That's that's it. It was sort of a really good double from what I hear double A game. Which is uh what this Robocop Rogue City is shaping up to be as well. Um up front, huge Robocop fan. I've um yeah I've seen every movie the first second and third one uh even the 2014 remake i've seen the tv series i've seen the uh mini series uh robocop prime directors absolutely terrible <laughs> but i've but i've seen oh my goodness it's <laughs> it's oh this um i shouldn't get into it but it's basically like they got the, the actor they've got in there because they have to, I don't know if they used the, I would imagine they used the original suit. Uh, but the actor they got in this, like this mini series uh, just does not fit. Him because with, with the original RoboCop, the, it was Peter Weller who's actually replaces their role into this game. Uh, but Peter Weller has got, has got a very distinct face and yeah. got a very, very distinct chin which works with the actual molding of the chin guard that robot has. And the actor who played, there, played it in the actual prime directive series uh, is doesn't really have a chin. There's one scene and it just looks like the mouth is just, there's like this extended gap in between where the mouth is and where the end of the chin guard is. It's like you can put yourself like a set of keys in there or something for safekeeping.
1: Just keep like a, like a an energy bar in there in case you ever yeah. like need to pick me up during a firefight. Exactly, yeah.
0: exactly, exactly. Um. So yeah, this um this this um demo came out uh, for PC. Um. Because this is coming out on PC, playset PS5, and Xbox Series. It was also um announced initially announced for Nintendo Switch. Uh. It got. It did get delayed and they put the Nintendo Switch version as uh, to be announced. So, so I put it on as a later date. But it's just recently announced that it is actually, ha- that has been cancelled. Oh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, look, from what I've played of the game, because um, I ended up playing it on the Steam Deck, and even then it struggled. Okay. Uh, yeah. Played well. play plays well. But yeah, on the actual Steam Deck itself, you know, like you got stuff like you know, it's got um, you know uh, AI image upscaling uh, with the AMDs. I don't know what what it's called with the AMDs um, version. It's not um, Nvidia's um, DLSS. It's something similar. I have heard the term like recently. Yeah, it's basically AMD's ones is you can use it. It's not just locked to their their own graphics cards. You can use it like with Nvidia's cards. Um, but it's generally ex- expected that um the, the Nvidia's one, because it's with their own hardware hardware, it does um sort of look better. But anyway, um yeah, so they released a the demo, a uh, bit of a sizable demo, I would imagine. It's got an introduction level, then sort of a uh, it's, actually it's got sort of th- actually three levels. So you start off, um, this game takes place in between the second and third RoboCop movies. Um, So with RoboCop 2, the plot was, uh, there was a new uh, drug in Detroit called Nuke. Um, And RoboCop had to defeat the Kane, the drug lord, who, spoilers for this, I imagine like 30 year old movie, the actual crime lord ends up getting their brain put into basically an updated RoboCop. Oh. so there's a yeah so there's an yeah the it's a, it's funny the actual like the actual movie name RoboCop 2 like obviously it's a the name because it's an actual sequel but it can also refer to the actual RoboCop 2 robot that the original oh. RoboCop has that has to fight. Uh anyway this um this game takes place after that. Um so there's still crime there's still crime, obviously it's the crime in the city. There's still um, nuke in the city. Uh, it's a first-person shooter. Um, it is... <laughs> you want to talk about, you know, you go for something like, something like from the original Doom to Halo and sort of the difference in the speed in that. You know, Halo plays a lot slower than Doom. And you get those... Obviously, you would get those vibes with this game. This Robocop, he's not... He's not terribly slow but he is sluggish. Uh it's it is funny you do have a um you do have a sprint button. Um but the actual animation itself you don't actually see RoboCop running. You're simply like if you've got like your hand pistol you've sort of pushing it up so you know and you can sort of move see him moving a bit faster.
1: But that's you know realistic to the movies, you know, like RoboCop was very t- like his armor meant that he was very hardy because his movement speed and like wasn't his turning radius also pretty slow i i admit i've only ever seen like the original robocop and the reboot which was not very good
0: if memory serves um it was okay uh people pan it um it was never going to be like the original. Um, it tried to do its own thing, you know, r- rather than um, you know loss of humanity, more of you know drone warfare. Um, but for what it was, it was all right. Like I wouldn't exactly say it was the, it was the worst movie, um, but it was it was fine. But anyway, with this game, um, yeah, the turning like the turning speed is actually pretty decent. Uh, you do move like you are, do walk slow. Uh, <coughs> It is funny you saying with the armor because they're nearly impenetrable. If you play this on normal difficulty, you you feel that, like it is. I wouldn't say naturally easy, but it's like you are basically a walking tape tank up against standard like punks. Yeah, and it's like you've it's funny you've got your your classic robocop weapon, your auto nine. Which is, um, has got infinite bullets. And you can pick up other weapons, That like you can pick up a Uzi, you can pick up an assault rifle, you can pick up a shotgun. But they actually have, um, limited ammo, whereas your, um, your standard pistol does not. And it'd be alright if you know, the standard pistol was, um, significantly weaker. Um, but. Uh, this game encourages you if you can get really into headshots. It is very easy to get through the game.
1: Ah, just like Halo One. Yeah, <laughs> pistol headshots is like the way to win that game. Except if you're fighting the flood, I think.
0: It actually is funny because during the, during the first level, you'll you will actually enter and encounter enemies who have actually um. Who have actually figured this out, and they'll actually uh, wear like a you know a metal plating on their heads. So you try and shoot their shoot their heads, and it just comes like bing. So you have to you basically have to shoot other body parts to get them down. Um, but with that, you sort of I play you play through the first level trying to um, rescue everyone from who's who's been uh, in this news news team who's been taken hostage by these punks. Um, then you um then you go back to the police station uh and it's basically Robocop's having malfunctioning so they um you have to put in they have to put in monitoring software which basically um introduces the uh, experience system so you can increase your stats like you know armor your ammo your fire rate if you've also got um things like psychology because the way this game most not only do you like your know, you shoot up enemies uh you actually also do police work so there's one instance where you're walking up and there's a um there's there's a police officer who goes you know i've um i'm trying to sort out all these people they're waiting in line can you open up a love line so basically you gotta go. you got you as robocop have to open up go to a computer open up another line to basically you know help people out if you've got stuff like um you know someone's um Complaining because their neighbour has complained about their dog, so you gotta make a decision. You know, do you issue them on fine because they've named their dog Fire, and so it's like the neighbours getting scared, or do you let them off of a warning?
1: Oh, that's unusual for RoboCop, right? Like, well, that's it. it.
0: It is. It is unusual, but it sort of sort of works into the humour because it's sort of a it's an absurd situation. You know, this walking tank. It's just behind a desk, you know, somewhere mm-hmm. like, uh, yeah. Uh, but you actually will end up um, going to, um, going into the streets, um, trying to solve particular, like, particular crimes. You know, there's a, uh, like a murder mystery. And it sort of gets into a sort of like, uh, have you ever played the Phoenix Wrights games? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So you get sort of like, to, to, you get sort of into investigation. So you got to, like, you know, investigate blood trails, you know, search for clues, um, talk to witnesses. Um, so it's an interesting way how it does that. You, you also get into firefights. Um, yeah, but you also you do you get into um, you know, get into investigation. You actually, like, become a police officer. Uh, that's sort of like where the psychology, I imagine, would um, help out a bit. You know, you get more dialogue options. So, you know, you can serve, like, you know, rough up people or sort of try and be calm in a robotic tone.
1: One thing that I'm curious about is like the original RoboCop. I, I think the first one is the only one that was directed by Paul Verhoeven, right? Yes. Because that one was leaned very heavily into the satirical aspects of the society in which RoboCop exists how much of that is still present in this game?
0: This is what the game is trying to sort of push forward. You know, it is trying to, even though it is taking place after Robocop 2, it is more so trying to be like the original Robocop feel. Like um, you got your, your partner, Ann Lewis, who their particular hairstyle changed from Robocop 1 to Robocop 2. And then in this game, it's actually set back to the their original hairstyle, um, so they're trying to get, they're very much trying to get that original Robocop one feel. Okay. So with yeah. So with the, with, with the, with the satirical humor, uh, with the visual style. Uh. I will say one thing, it, I, Robocop moves, moves weird for this game. Like I know Robocop moves strange, but there was sort of a, a robotic, like, okay. Okay. Perfect. Not perfect, but sort of like a really good robotic movement that Peter weller you know, with his mime coach, um, they 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 made they made. Uh it's not really incorporated. it sort of feels like a sort of like a clunky Mass Effect character just walking about. But you would think for a video game it's okay to do like a completely stiff robot movement. Because you got a certain scenes where you know it's it's in third person.
1: Okay, yeah. Do you think do you think this would have been improved with tank controls?
0: No, no, yeah, um I think I think there's only so much you can do to get it acting like RoboCop without completely alienating the first person sort of genre. Yeah. Yeah. Um but no, it's it's a, yeah, it's a sizable demo. Uh it's on Steam at the moment. Uh yeah, I don't know if I would um I have to I don't know if I get, if I could get it day one. Like if it, it plays fine, it looks all right. But I just I'm not too sure of it. I've never played the original like that Terminator game. Uh, I might wait for it to, till it's been out for a while, so before I get the full version.
1: Is it going to be like full price, or is it like sort of a forty thirty dollar? No,
0: no. I think from what I saw, it's like the standard eighty dollars. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I might wait until this comes on special.
1: One. This is just for me and those of us who are wrestling fans. Um, <laughs> was there any indication at all that Robocop would visit World Championship Wrestling (WCW)?
0: No, unfortunately. I know, I know what you. I know what you mean. Because uh, it was Sting who Sting, they yeah. up with. Yep.
1: RoboCop's no, real, that. and he lives in the world of WCW. <laughs> <sighs> no,
0: unfortunately, no. Sting doesn't come by and help you out.
1: Maybe that would be version. such a weird like <laughs> diversion. Hey, maybe yeah. it. Maybe there would be like a crime in the world of WCW. That they could put later in the game, although they would definitely have to pay for all the licenses. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unless they <laughs> do like do. a like a uh, dist, like a non-union Mexican equivalent, like it's <laughs> Scorpion
0: <laughs> from Mortal in Kombat. Who 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 who? four
1: Oh wow! Yeah, he has been in Mortal Kombat, hasn't he? <laughs> yep. Darn. Okay. Um, I think the stinger is still legally too close. Um, yeah, I I can't think of anything, but that would be <laughs> such a weird thing to put in this first person shooter.
0: <laughs> oh, well, well, we'll we'll have to see. We'll have to see when the full version comes out in November. Ah, oh, that's pretty soon. Hmm. Originally, it was supposed to be at last month. They had to delay it, so... And then they had to cancel the Switch version. So, you've been playing some, um... Cameo... Sorry, Cameo Elements of Power. How is that for you?
1: I I think it is actually Cameo. That's what they call her in the game, at least.
0: Oh, I got it right the first time.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um... Cameo Elements of Power is, okay, this is going to be a really weird sentence for me to say, but it was a significant factor in deciding whether I was going to get an Xbox or a PlayStation, Uh, because it was an Xbox 360 exclusive originally, and the only way to play it now is to either play it on original hardware with the disc, or... You get it through Rare Replay or Game Pass on a modern Xbox system because it's not on the PC Game Pass. I checked. Um, Cameo Elements of Power was a, a major favorite of mine back when I actually owned it on an Xbox 360. And I I've been just jonesing to play it for years. It mostly holds up um it it is a prime example i think like wind waker is the biggest example but it is a a major example of how far stylization can take you with regards to your game holding up visually because it was not only an xbox 360 game it was an early xbox 360 game Mm.
0: i'm having a check here it was originally supposed to be a nintendo 64 game
1: yeah, there's a whole story about this game that um, Matt McMuscles did a video on it in his What Happened series. Uh, it is basically a miracle any time a video game gets released. Uh, but based on the story of Cameo, like, wow, that, that is an extra big miracle. Because as you said, it was originally supposed to be an N- an N64 game because it's made by Rare. Uh, and they were working on it, and there were a couple of things they couldn't figure out. And then, like, during the development process, the GameCube came out. And so they were like, okay, we'll try and rework it for the GameCube. And then Rare got bought by Microsoft. And yeah, th- this game's been in development for so long, and there were so many things that had to get changed and scrapped and... Then it eventually managed to come out on the Xbox 360. I'm skipping over loads here. Go watch the video if you're interested. It was very interesting. Um, But yeah, it's... I think the main thing that doesn't hold up super well anymore are the controls. There's a... There's a weird floatiness to the movement, especially... That makes some of the, there are some light platforming elements and that is occasionally tricky. And also just like positioning yourself during the combat encounters can be quite annoying sometimes, especially depending on which elemental warrior you transform into. Um, I haven't finished it yet. I'm currently stuck in the ice temple at a sequence that is super annoying because you have to escort this really big, like, ogre with tusks thing from one side of a bridge to another so it can break down a big ice wall. But it is basically constantly besieged on all sides by enemies, and if it runs out of health, you have to start over. Oh. Yeah, escort missions. Everybody's favorite game mechanic. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, this part is quite challenging. I have failed it multiple times i this re, this game for me is a really big example of the power of nostalgia because in my mind this game was so much bigger and longer than it actually is cuz there's like different uh like levels i guess areas but between them you go through like a an open like a sort of diamond shaped oh, quote unquote open world um that in my memory was this big thing where you could explore and there were like there was a war going on so you could like hop into little combat encounters to help out your fellow allied soldiers but it takes like if I had to guess, like three minutes to go from one side of the other if you're riding on the horse. But yeah, in my memory, that was just so much bigger and grander. It is still fun. Like the the puzzles that you have to solve. I, I like that the elemental warriors you can transform into. I think there's eight in total. Two for each element. Which, did you know... Uh, apparently ice is an element that's separate from water. Okay. Uh, that's a thing <laughs> in this game. <laughs> okay. I guess, like, making a, an air elemental warrior would be a little tricky. <laughs> but yeah, you got two fire, two... plant, two water, and two ice. Are the the elemental warriors. The fire ones are there's a dragon that can't fly named Ash. There's some sort of ant. Uh, I love the names of the elemental warriors by the way. There's a, the plant one. The first one you get is Pummelweed.
0: Weed. Yeah, they're the one with the boxing gloves?
1: Yeah. And there's another plant one that I haven't unlocked yet so I don't remember its name. the The earth ones are rubble who's just an ambulatory pile of spiky stones (laughs) and my personal favorite major ruin who's sort of like an armadillo but has like the face of a tapir you can like roll around and spin and that's one you use for platforming a lot because it like you can use it to like boost up ramps and then while you're in midair, start the rolling process again. So you'll, you're will you hanging in midair and then you can shoot forward into like tunnels and stuff. And then the water ones are Deep Blue, who's the one that can actually like swim around underwater in the worst level of the game, the Water Temple, uh, as is tradition for video games. <laughs> and there's the other one who's like a who's got like weird tentacles, and it's basically this game's equivalent of the hookshot in like a Zelda game. There's these weird like mouth things that you can shoot your tentacles into. That maybe I should have rephrased that one slightly. <laughs> uh you hook hookshot with that one and then there's ice with uh chilla who's a sort of yeti kind of thing who can throw like ice spears icicle spears and forty below who can throw snowballs and ride on like ice tracks that are otherwise that are intangible when you're not transformed into him Yeah, so you can use the Elemental Warriors. You can use all of them for combat or for puzzle solving. I like that there's that amount of flexibility. I also like that there are some aspects, there are some segments of the game where it is actually correct and necessary to not be transformed into any of them. Okay. I I like that your, like, the base character cameo does get to do things by herself. Because there's these things called Shadow Trolls, and that's where you get most of the Elemental Warriors from. They've, like, captured these little baby versions that are inside their bodies, and then you do this, like, semi-puzzle boss fight, and you have to do it as cameo. You cannot transform into any of the Warriors while you're doing them. But, yeah, it... It's... It's hard to be specific about this game, because it is sort of just like a video game. I mean, obviously, but it's what you would expect from a video game like this from this era. You know, you go to the plant level, you go to the ice level, you go to the water level, um, you collect the things and then it's all building up to a big final boss. There's all the bosses are like half puzzle, half fight. Like, there's a big—one of them is, like, a big tree, and first the first thing you have to do is—there's these, like, exploding kind of spiny shells. You have to get under them as pummelweed, because pummelweed can dig into the ground. Then you, like, move it over closer to the tree, and then when the tree opens its mouth, you uppercut with pummelweed and launch the shell into its mouth— And that deals some damage. And then you have to like avoid the enemies it throws at you and beat them and and other hazards in the stage. So yeah, it's, I mean, it it shares a lot of DNA with Zelda. Unsurprisingly. But it's fun. I'm having a great time with it. I'm going to beat this ice level, this ice temple if it kills me. (laughs) it's not as like i haven't gotten actually mad at it like i have with okay i tell a lie i did get a bit mad at it last night but that might be partially due to like i was already a bit mad after playing hi-fi rush for a bit so it might have carried over from that you know but yeah, um, I do want to finish this game, if nothing else, just for the nostalgia of it all. It was one of my favorites when I owned it back in the day, and I am mostly enjoying it. Ah, oh, nice. But you have been playing a game that isn't from 2006. You have, in fact, been playing a game that came out mere days ago. <laughs>
0: I wonder, I wonder what this wonderful game might wonderfully
1: be. Oh, you've been sitting on that for days, haven't you?
0: <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh, look, I, uh, I look. Uh, this, I, I don't know how to get this without getting the spoiler territory. Um, and I know you've you've yet to pl- you have yet to play this. Uh, you're going to get this soon.
1: Yeah, I I did order it because, fun fact, uh, I was going to go to my friendly local video game store to pick it up, but boy, it was raining so much, and I don't live around the corner from my friendly local video game store anymore, uh, so I didn't want to be in the rain for like 45 minutes, so I ordered it online, it was supposed to get delivered yesterday, it wasn't. Um Obviously, postal service doesn't deliver packages on Sundays. Thank goodness. Postal workers get enough grief without having to work seven days a week. Um, so it's not coming in until Monday. So I have literally no idea what's going on in the game beyond the trailers.
0: Um, so I, I I ordered off the store called The Internet, um, called the eShop. It's really, really quick. Uh, I was able to get it, and this it was near day one.
1: Rub it in, why don't you? Uh-huh. Look at me trying to support physical media and getting absolutely uh-huh. ranched by
0: it. Oh, it's gonna buy, probably bite me in the bum when they um, when they close down the store years from now. Ha ha, got him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> look. Um, I have played it. Um, I have beaten it. I haven't fully beaten, I haven't done 100% everything. Uh, But that sort of goes to show how much I enjoyed this game. Uh, It is, (laughs) it is basically everything you would expect from the trailer. Um, Just the animation style, uh, just, just, it by, also by, just by itself, you know, it's absolutely, so like, 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 it's like those, um, it's like those instruction manuals you would get for your Mario games and they show you diagrams of how Mario, you know, how how Mario looks when they swim or when they're shooting a fire flower. It looked like it's a 3D obviously it's still a 3D model but they model it in a way to like that, that like the the Peanuts movie uh from many many years ago. Oh yeah, the like, of a...
1: still looked like Peanuts but with 3D models. They were just exactly flat yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and and just with that, but also just compared to the other four, um, the new Super Mario games. Which fun fact was originally the first one? It's um they reused the um the three D models from Super Mario sixty four DS. So it's just an evolution on that. Oh, nice. Hmm. Um. So, but yeah, just. The way the, this this game moves, like there's a the original the, the new Samara games, they always felt heavy. This one feels lighter. Like you just you you you've got better momentum. Um, the my goodness, it's the I I did, I really don't want to get too much into spoilers, but it's sort of like you um like you you understand that there's these wonder seeds. And just the variation of what these can do, you can get into, you can, you morph in, you even morph into certain characters or like say like a slime ball or like a rolling ball. Um,
1: And they change like the levels, like the entire crux of the level. Like some, like I saw in in like a trailer or something that suddenly the pipes start behaving like, like caterpillars and they start like inching along and moving and
0: stuff and then sometime there will be um will be piranha plants and they'll be singing throughout <laughs> through throughout, throughout it and it just it's such a catchy tune um but just the enemy variations the way it plays oh my goodness it's it is, it's it's it is literally wonderful um just yeah i didn't um the other things i didn't get into the, the online multiplayer it's um, apparently it's supposed to be really good. Uh like pretty robust. I didn't get into that. I didn't need to, which was good. Um the badge system is interesting. You can sort of augment how you play. So you'll get stuff like you'll get a you'll be able to get like a bigger hat when you like like when you float down, so you're able to float down more slowly. You get ones where you're able to run faster. Um, uh, that sort of thing so you're able to change up your play style um, you even get one where you act like basically like luigi so you get a floaty uh, jump um but yeah just the and the way that the the, the the way the characters look the way the characters animate the way the whole game plays uh yeah i, I just honestly i just want to Probably better just once you got ahead, you played it, and then on the next um, End Focus podcast, uh, when you'll have a discussion of, of it, um, it'll be good. It might be a while before we
1: cover it on End Focus. Like, I'm obviously getting it in the near future, but Rosalie's not getting it until like Christmas. Okay. Uh, but yeah, that'll at least give both of us some time to like fully digest it and stuff. But. One thing that that I did really like is I read a an article by I I'm gonna try and remember I think it was from Destructoid that really like it was five spoiler free things you should know before playing Mario Wonder uh, and that really hammered home the idea that this is a game where there's so many like secrets and like hidden things and like certain badges can make it easier to find them so it is one that really incentivizes you to go back and replay old levels Mm. and not just like well i have finished the level time to never think about it again um yeah that's something i really like about it because there's only sort of so long you can play just platforming mm
0: -hmm.
1: you know before one you thing start, where I out will it's say,
0: welcome. yeah, I will say one thing about this because the thing is, with um, most sort of my, my games, you got certain things you've got to get like three sort of coin, like big coins without the in the in the get in, in the level, but you got certain things where you have to basically you have to collect everything or nothing is counted towards, towards it. But with uh my I I just know with this one basically anything that you do like say if you get like a particular like there's a sort of certain certain coins you get you can use to actually buy badges and you can get like bigger variations on this one and there's three of them each level and what I appreciate is that if you go ahead and you collect one like one of these in the beginning and then you immediately die when you go back to the start normally in a Mario game you would have to recollect that but in this game you don't. It's oh. sort of like you still have to you still have to finish the level for it to count, but it's like if you just die and just go reback, you don't have to deal with that ag- again. You're sort of like, okay, I've already got that. Let's move on.
1: One important thing to note that was actually in that destructoid article is that is true, but if you manually restart the level yourself, you will have to recollect everything again.
0: If you manually, if you manually, while if you in that level and you restart in that, lo, in that level, like yeah, you there, open
1: the menu and click restart level, you will yeah. have to re- recollect everything.
0: Yes. But if you like collect that one coin, it's the only thing you collect. And then you finish that level. When you go back to that level, it's already collected. So yeah. it, it's already counted. But what I'm saying is that when you go ahead and if you collect that and you play in the level and you die in that level, when you restart back, you don't have to collect that again. It's only when you, manu- as you said, manually restart it. Yes. So.
1: A nice little quality of life improvement.
0: Very much. And also another another quality of life improvement, no timer.
1: Oh. Mm. Music to my ears.
0: <laughs> there is Especially still a alive- in a game
1: where you want to do like try things to find secrets it's, and stuff not having exactly. the headache of a timer oh wonderful
0: you still have a <laughs> you still have a live system um but i mean when i finished the game like i ended up with, like like you know there'll be certain instances where you keep dying and dying uh but like, i ended up I ended i finished the game with like 30 lives still in my tank so yeah how did you
1: find the new power-ups because there's like a elephant Mario, there's drill Mario. Yep,
0: elephant Mario. Um, sort of their big thing is that they're bigger. They're they're a bigger frame. Um, they can sort of use their trunk to sort of uh, destroy blocks in front of them. They can also hold water in their trunks so that you can splash it on things like so like dried up flowers. Um, to open them up. Um, drill Paro is pretty cool. You can jump. You can uh Go down or go up on a roof, and just continually just basically basically climb ac- across the roof. Um, the there's a um, bubble power up, which people have been pandering because oh yeah, it's just, just just a silly little bottle, but it's really good because you actually shoot the bubble. Uh, you can put it onto an enemy and it turns them into a coin, or you can shoot the bubble and then jump on that bubble to get an extra jump. So it's really handy when going through certain levels.
1: Oh, yeah, kind of like the uh the cloud one, right from one of the galaxy games,
0: yeah, exactly
1: nice what did you like enjoy using all of them
0: yeah i yeah, I enjoyed the bubble a lot more than I would have um probably the the my least favorite one was the elephant one um because um the actual actually that's another thing, the music in this game very catchy um i'm already trying to find certain um youtube videos with the soundtrack before they get copyright claimed
1: yeah i was about to say like uh best of luck with that you've got probably like a two-day window per video yeah
0: yeah they're already coming down um but the annoying thing with the elephant mario is that it acts like um sort of like the yoshi in super mario world uh where it sort of changes a certain beat to it and it's sort of just a really low end. It changes a really low end when you're Elephant Mario. It's just like I, there's certain certain tunes you just want to listen to, but you don't want to listen to it as Elephant Mario. And there's mm. no way you can sort of change that. One thing that I didn't find annoying that I thought I would be was the in the trailer you see like talking plants. You just have little quips, you know, you should, you know, bye, or you know, oh, I'm so scared. Yeah, you can actually you can actually turn that off, but they they're not. They're not really intrusive. It's just a quick little thing, like that. And some are, 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 pretty, are pretty funny. I won't get into spoilers, uh, but I just let that on. I thought that was pretty funny.
1: What did you think of the new voice for Mario? Because we do know who it is now, and I've heard some like out of context clips. Do you do you feel like he did a good job?
0: I feel like they did. Yeah, it's um, obviously sad to see um, Charles Martinet um no no longer yes they are are a mario ambassador
1: whatever the hell that means
0: yeah we'll see see what that ends up being uh but this new character like yeah they're fine they're great like it's not something you you don't it's not some sort of like uncanny valley situation it's just like oh that that doesn't really sound particularly right i thought like yeah it's not it's 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 not a situation like the original Super Mario Advance where they're, they're constantly talking. It's just like, woohoo, yahoo, that sort of thing. And for that, it's fine. Yeah. We'll have to see how they go in future Mario games, how they perform. But from what I had, because I exclusively played as Mario, there's all they also do Luigi as well. But yep. yeah, from what I'm playing, yeah, it, it, I didn't. I don't. I don't want to just go ahead and say you know I didn't find them annoying because I feel like they've done a good job, but I feel like a, a good bar to sort of like a good indication says that they, they they weren't annoying. Yeah, I didn't want to go, you know, rip my ears out.
1: Yeah, that that like the, especially the voice of Mario and Luigi, there is sort of like a fine line you have to tread between this is an accurate representation of what they sound like and this is just off enough that it is very annoying and the clips I listened to very much leans into the former. Like, yeah, it sounds really good. It does. does. I I enjoyed it. I cannot wait to play this game. It was one of the things I was going to do this weekend, but alas.
0: Well, hopefully come in next... In, in the next couple of days and then you'll be you'll be right into it
1: i can live vicariously through your experience
0: <laughs> no but i really want you to experience it because it's just it's absolutely as i say wonderful <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay uh, can can our very kind listeners um, can you do us a favor and how can you uh let us know how many times we said a variation on "Wonderful" in this segment. I, I'd be curious to hear that because I know I said it a couple times too. And and uh, do you count Scott's bit at the beginning? He yes, worked very hard on that. I assume. Uh.
0: <laughs> please let us know. Yes, please in the comments. All right, well, that'll do it for this episode of the Game Picture Unfocused Podcast. I have been your host, Scott. Thank you, Philly, Ilka, for joining me.
1: Thank you for having me. As always, it was a great time to be here, even though I didn't have a lot of nice things to say about one of my games.
0: <laughs> well, when the next time when Mario Wanda, when you play that, uh, I'm sure there'll be lots of things to say about that. All right, we'll catch you all next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Game Podular Unfocused Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps us get noticed. You can also listen and subscribe on Stitcher, Spotify, and other podcast services. Make sure to check out our other show, focus. Be sure to join our Discord server to interact with the lively Game Podular community. Follow us on Twitter, YouTube, and at Game Podular for updates, news, and other content. Links are in the show notes. If you'd like to support our shows, you can buy us a coffee or become a Game Podular Patreon. The links for both are on our website. Thanks. This episode was edited by me and you can follow me on Twitter at TheScottyJMan. You can also follow Hilka on Twitter at Gear12 underscore Turbo. Thanks for listening.